Chelsea, and you're listening to Beyond the Picket Fence. Not just any episodes of Beyond the Picket Fence, but this is a special segment called 25 Days of Updates. 25 days of 25 days of 25 days of 25 days of updates. <laughs> Happy holidays! If you've been around all season, you've been hearing interviews with amazing, incredible, stupendous... Okay, that's a little much, but... We've been talking to really amazing people, and I've had a few people request updates. So here is 25 days of updates from everyone that we have interviewed this season. If you've missed any, Hakuna Matata, you'll find the link to the original episode in each update's show notes. You're welcome. Happy day eight of updates. I feel like every day I say, this one is my favorite. Can't I just have 25 favorites? I'm going to say yes. (laughs) I just love what I do. So today... We are catching up with one of the few men brave enough to come on the show. Eric, you may remember him from episode 12, The Felon. Your countenance is even brighter than last time I saw you, so I'm excited to hear whatever you have to say. Okay, I'm already recording, so we're going to pretend. Ready? Action. All right. I'm here with Eric Cox. So how have you been since the last time we talked, which was kind of a long time ago? Yeah, really, really good. You know, there's uh, hills and valleys, but uh, uh, the Lord is faithful. He keeps showing up and showing me that he is still guiding me, still leading me. And um, sometimes, um, if I'm honest, sometimes it doesn't feel like it, you know? I get into my my things and I, I'm like, oh my gosh. And, you know, the first thing I always think um which the Lord is working on this part of me too, is, is what, what have I done wrong? <laughs> you know? And, uh, and he just is, is so faithful because even though um, he shows up at just the right time during those moments where I have that question, it's not always right then does he answer. Sometimes he lets you sit with it and lets you think it through, but then he shows up. He, re- he really does. He shows up in amazing ways. So, Yeah. That's amazing. I I actually kind of love to hear that not everything is going perfectly all the time because that's just not realistic. That's the whole point of this podcast, you know? (laughs) Okay. You had also told us that you reconnected with your daughter. Daughters. Daughters. Okay. All your kids. Yeah. Yeah. So how's that all going? How old are they? Remind me. It is, let's see, 18, 20, and 20. Gosh, he's 30, 30. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. My oldest daughter lives a mile down the street and my youngest daughter is over there a lot. So they're close. Aww. And my son lives five miles away. Yeah. That is so cool. So you see them a lot. I don't get to see them as much as I want to. They're busy, you know, and, and I'm busy. And I'd like to see them more. I, I'm learning how to uh, be more available. So what are you so busy with? Uh, well, gosh. So, okay. So since the last time I talked to you, actually a lot, of, a lot has changed. You know, I was leading Celebrate Recovery at the Redemption House. I was an elder in a church and part of the worship team. And as you recall, I was on a different podcast yeah. after yours. And everything was the exact same until like a week after that podcast, I had left church one day and I was driving and I had been complaining 
to the Lord off and on for five years that I was just spread all over the place. I was in so many different places doing so many different things. And, uh, and I knew he was, um, instilling qualities in me that, that hadn't been a part of my life. And, uh, so I just felt like the Lord was leading me. I said, I, Lord, I feel like you want me all in one place. And he almost immediately confirmed that. And so after that, that next week, I started stepping down from everything, everything that wasn't all in one place. Gosh, everything from like, uh, I stepped down from being an elder at the church. I stepped down from the worship band. Uh, I stepped down from leading Celebrate Recovery and uh, um, just all in one place. And you wouldn't think it, but that phrase meant a lot to me because anytime I had a question, I would just go right back to that because there was a moment where I was like, okay, I'm tithing here. Now what should I do? Should I leave it there for a little while? Should I, should I move it to the new place? Should I split it up? Should I do all these different things? And it all came back to the same thing that he said, or that he confirmed was all in one place. So every time I had a question, all in one place is all I had to remember. And uh, yes, I even was a member of a Bible study at another church for a couple of years. And, uh, and I was like, well, I, you know, I really like this Bible study. Um, what should I do? And all in one place, all in one place. Wow. So, yeah. So I stepped down and cha- a lot changed and uh, it was scary for a while. Yeah, it really was. And just now I'm starting to uh, mature into it and uh, starting to grow through it. So, yeah. <laughs> That's it's amazing. Been... So what is the place? What's the one place that you ended up at? Oh, the one place is uh, Pine Hills Church here in Fort Wayne. And uh, it was the church that my wife and I would worship together on Sundays. And I knew when he said one place, I knew it was, I, and that's where I just came from. I had just left that church and uh, I was actually on my way to go do something. And that's when all that happened. So, and I knew as soon as, as, soon as he confirmed it, I knew he meant Pine Hills, but amazing things is going on there now. Now that we're kind of settled in and kind of getting used to the new season in my life, even today, I got up and I'm part of the prayer team. And so I usually after service go down front. Well, I felt like the Lord was saying to me, nope, just go. And I was like, oh, well, okay, that's different. But I did. I stood up and we walked to the back. And just as we're getting to the end of the sanctuary, one of my very old time friends is standing up from his seat. He didn't see me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So it's interesting. I feel like he's um, bringing me back together with a lot of my old relationships, a lot of my old friends that are also finding him. And uh, yeah, so and it's interesting. We're all in that that one place. <laughs> that is beautiful. Oh my gosh. I love this story. <laughs> yeah. So are you working at that church or what are you doing work-wise? Oh no, I'm a foreman at uh, Dunham Rubber and Belding. It's a, a hose and conveyor belt factory. We, we make all kinds of stuff. Anything that's rubber, conveyor belts, uh, any kind of rubber, like on cement mixers, um, high, high pressure hoses, all the way down to garden hoses we make all kinds of stuff and my responsibilities in that season grew and so it was good that I started having all this time because I needed 
all that time. And I wouldn't have thought that, of course, but but the Lord has been very good and very faithful through it to show me, yeah, I'm doing all this because you need me to do all of this. Can you answer this question? I don't know for the listeners, but for me, how do you know when it's the Lord talking to you and when it's your own thoughts? How do you distinguish that for yourself? Well, it has changed over the years. It used to be if I have to question whether or not it was the Lord speaking to me, then um, then it usually wasn't. And I'll tell you why. Because okay. when the, the Lord's presence is a very, um, to me, it's important that a person knows what the Lord's presence feels like to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at the very beginning, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt when he was speaking to me. And usually if I had to question it, it usually was me kind of filling in the gaps, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that's how it started. That was, that was how I first knew when he was talking to me. Um, still very much the presence of, of God. He's very good to me in that way that he makes his presence very known to me when he is definitely talking to me. But let me tell you, since then, <laughs> uh, I think as a, a act of teaching me and uh, leading me, it has changed. So sometimes there will be a choice between two good things and the Lord could be telling me either one, you know, and I'm like, how do I know which way to go here? So I don't know. That's probably not, and I'm not done, but I, I, I'm kind of going in circles here. I'm hope I'm not confusing. So, no, you're great. Uh, so now it's a little different. Um, like he speaks to me through his word, but as he's maturing me, um, I don't always know right away if he's speaking to me, but there are those moments that I know that he is. It's, it's those moments that I know for sure that he's talking to me. Those are the times when I, when I act quickly and when I have doubt or concern or I'm wrestling with something, then I don't act quickly. I take my time to let him continue to lead me and guide me, but, but I have to keep reaching to him for him to take me to the next step and the next step there might be 10 steps to get to where I think he's taking me Mm -hmm. but if I am not faithful in each step I could miss something and get off track and that has happened in this season (laughs) that has happened which is all part of the learning and like the patience and that is your faith is inspiring to me every time I talk to you I'm just so grateful that I know you (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. Of course. Last time we talked to you, we were talking about your black belt. Did you get that? I did. I, I did. I think you texted it to me when you got it. Uh, I, I may have. <laughs> um, I, so officially, I got my black belt. I think it was July or August. Officially is when I got my black belt. But it's funny that you're asking me about that because just last night was the ceremony. So. I've actually been wearing a black belt for months. However, last night there was a ceremony where I had to put my brown belt back on and then walk through a ceremony. It's called a camisa. And uh, all the people that are um, in my family, it's in my clan, they were all there. And we, you know, we, it's a real formal thing. And you take your brown belt off and then you put your black belt on. And, and uh, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat experience. And that was just last night. So. So. Oh my gosh, how perfect. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> God does not make mistakes. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't make mistakes. Oh, that is so amazing. I wish I could have seen yeah. how that is. So you're still going to that gym and doing that a lot? All oh, yeah. Karate? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in oh, fact, so cool. uh, I've been teaching off and on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and cool. my sensei just asked me to begin teaching kids on Saturdays now. So I'm looking forward to that, too. Oh, that is so cool. Well, seriously, you are just like shining. The light that you had before was bright and it's even brighter. <laughs> you just look so good. So whatever uh -huh. you're doing, just keep going. Just keep, <laughs> keep pressing forward. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So the last question I am asking everyone is how has your picket fence changed since we last spoke? Well, the original question I answered that I just want everybody to see Jesus. And that part hasn't changed. That is so important. Uh, actually, I, I feel like I need to share this somehow. And I don't know how it's going to come out in words. So, so, we'll, so we'll just see. But the word of God is alive and it's breathing in what he says he means. I mean, he means it. And it's really easy for us to want to manipulate the word of God and say, well, maybe that means this and maybe all these things. But, but the truth is <laughs> we only see in part. And when we begin to try to layer God's word with our own understanding, it can lead us to a place where there's confusion and difficulty. And God gives us his word to lead us and to guide us. And that's not by any means the only things that he does, but, but that's a big part of it. And the reason I'm saying this is because I just had a moment today where I realized I was looking at something the wrong way and it was affecting my mood and the distractions in my life. We can always tell when we are going the wrong direction, if we begin to rely on ourselves in any way. And it's real insidious the way it happens. It's not like in your face, you know, it's all relational. And it's really easy to think that somebody else needs to change and somebody else needs to do something different and all this stuff. And all that will do is distract you because we're only able to make changes in our own lives. And uh, I know that I fell into that trap because being married now, um, sometimes I want my wife to do something different than what she does. But if I was able to actually change that, then she wouldn't be the person that I love. She would be this uh, thing that I created. And uh, I'm not the creator. <laughs> I am not the creator. And I don't have that ability. And all I do is mess things up if I do that. So sorry to get off on a tangent, but I felt like that was very important to say today because I realized that I was not waiting for the Lord the way that he asked me to, to hope in him, to seek him, and to know the things that he said is, is what he means. So, okay. So how has things changed? Sorry. No, don't apologize. <laughs> Never apologize. I, everything you just said, I needed to hear too. So thank you for saying okay. that. Yeah. Um, gosh, how has things changed? Well, definitely for the better. Definitely for the better. I thought when, when the Lord called me away from all these things that I had grown to love and had become a part of my life, I thought, who, who am I now? You know, I'm awfully confused. But the Lord assures me that I am not what I do. And uh, just as much as what I've done in the past is not who I am either. And so um, 
uh, it, it did not take 47 years this time for me to get past that. Uh, praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Everything is good and, and life is beautiful, man. And if we want to find things to dwell on that aren't the way we like, that's not hard. We'll, we'll find that. It's not wise to do that because it's easy to do that. Mm -hmm. And things worth doing usually are difficult. There's a really good test right there in that truth that the things that are worth doing usually are hard, usually are difficult. And there's a good chance that if it's good and it's difficult, that it's from the Lord. <laughs> wow, isn't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what keeps me going in faith is one, always looking back to what God has done in my life, to what the Lord has done in my life, what he's brought me through, what he's brought me to, what he's doing through me, what he's doing in me. And uh, anytime I'm having a bad day, that's usually what my go-to is, remembering all that and that he's faithful. So I heard this in church today, so this isn't mine, but I'll go ahead and say it anyway. He's a promise maker and a promise keeper. So mm -hmm. everything that he said and everything that he's doing, I know he's faithful and then he's going to continue to do it. So even on those days where I'm tempted to think to myself, I've messed up and what have I done wrong and all those things, God already knows me. God already has taken all that into account and he knows that I'm going to have hard days. It's important that I know I'm going to have hard days and remember to, to look to him. And that is the Felons Update from Beyond the Picket Fence. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you tomorrow.